welcome to episode zero where it's just going to be me and keller walking through what we're doing where it came from why it's interesting why we're doing it what we hope to get out of it that general thing so a little bit of background on what we're doing here we are interviewing professors of every background and just asking them hey what's up who are you what are you doing why are you doing it why should people care about it we have spent time just googling asking friends scrolling through the davis website this person seems interesting let's send him an email And from there, we just get the conversation going. And if they're willing to sit down and record with us, then we sit down and have roughly an hour long conversation just going over those general topics. Yeah. And each episode, we try to keep it as conversational as possible, but we do maintain a rough format. So at the beginning, we try to talk about who they are and how they got to their particular research interest. Then we'll spend a little bit of time in the weeds of what they are actually doing with their research. And then we'll kind of step away and talk about some broad advice or general lessons that can be applied to systematic things. Yeah. Um, But like I said, though, the point is to be conversational. And so we'll often veer off course. And it'll never be perfect. Yeah. And when we say get in the weeds, it's not in a way that's foreign to anyone who's listening. We are two undergraduates, second years. We don't know that much about anything. And we're here to ask questions. We're not here to inform. And when we go and interview these people, the focus is on them what they're doing and we're just trying to understand and be curious and get people curious and nothing's going to be too technical. It's all very easily understandable. And if it isn't, tell us and we'll try to fix it. Yeah. The goal is to make it approachable. We want people that are even high schoolers to be able to click on an episode with a distinguished professor, with a professor who's done X, Y, and Z in a topic that they likely never covered in high school and be able to follow the episode from start to finish and walk away with an understanding of what was said. I think a lot of times, you know, we, you look at research papers and oh my God, is it hard to understand what they're trying to convey? And it takes a lot of time to try to get there. And, that's not what we want. We want to have it so the professors can explain what's in those papers, but explain them in a way that you could talk about it at a dinner table. Yeah. At a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. And we hope to get people interested during the episode. And then we are using the website to provide resources, hopefully to, continue learning, continue exploring, getting involved. 
whether it's a research position or just new resources to educate yourself. The podcast will be the intro, the website, and everything there will hopefully be the platform to take it further and actually explore yourself after listening to the episode. Yeah, and we're working with professors to try to curate the individual profiles for them as best as we can. We found that not across the board, but oftentimes when you look at a professor's profile on a certain or website, their own website, their own website, it can be difficult to find out what they're currently doing. A lot of them have older publications or just to find out where to get involved. And also just to personalize them a little bit. Sometimes they don't really have a ton about who they are. Or to navigate it cleanly. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to help facilitate that. Brett and I are, are many things, but website developers is not one of them. So we're trying our best, but I'm sure there will likely be errors. And we would, like Brent mentioned, love to hear any confusions you guys have navigating the website because we spend a lot of time looking at it. And so we can kind of become numb to some of the basic navigational trends that someone might be on when they first go to it. Or anything you want to add. If you think we should have this or insert this type of link, page, whatever, let us know. That goes with not just the website, the podcast, schools we go to. Tell us. We're open to feedback. Tell us why we suck. We need to hear it. That's how we're going to get better. But that's kind of what we're doing now. That's where the podcast currently is. I'll now start the story about where we came from. I was biking back from my physics class over the summer, passing a bunch of buildings, just reading the signs. And I biked past the nuclear laboratory. And it just dawned on me, like, we have a nuclear laboratory about a hundred yards away from freshman dorms and no one seems to talk about it. And then that just got my mind going on all the different things happening on campus that no one talks about, or if they do talk about it, it's not being amplified in a way that's accessible to the masses. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get in here and amplify the voices of those performing world-class research. Because like we said earlier, UC Davis, it's a top research university. We know that in theory. Now we're trying to know that in practice. And when I was biking back, I the idea to have a podcast came to my mind. And I knew that I could benefit from meeting all these people and hearing about what's going on. But it was selfish to only do it myself. And I knew that if we created a podcast, it would be a medium that a lot of people could hopefully benefit from. And I knew if I were to do it alone, it just wouldn't be as good. The whole point is to be interdisciplinary, to meet people of every background. And I had no experience doing anything like that. And I knew to do it in the correct way, I would need to pull in Keller, who had 
already been doing a lot of things similar to that. And that's when I called him and introduced the idea to him. Yeah. So in high school, I had done a good amount of interviews, both recorded audio or radio shows. And it was something I had had a lot of fun doing because I got to talk to people that were oftentimes a lot older than me and a lot more developed in their careers. And so I actually considered taking a gap year from going to college to create a podcast, interviewing youth leaders in developing countries. And ultimately that idea just didn't work out. It wasn't the right time, but I knew that I wanted to be involved with something similar in the future. And when I got to Davis, you know, like we had been talking about, I felt there was a disconnect between the professors and myself. And so I started reaching out to professors to get lunch, to get coffee, just to hear about what they were doing outside of lecturing. And at first I was really nervous because going up as a freshman to talk to a professor in an upper division class, like I had no idea how they would react. And I was luckily met with a ton of excitement and passion. And in my first conversation with a professor, we talked about how they started out in engineering and they got their master's in engineering and then at some point decided to switch to humanities. And she talked about how those concepts, those mental models that she learned from engineering still applied in the way that she approached humanities. And to me, that was really inspiring to hear because the way school is structured, um, especially at a research institute and not a liberal arts school, is you kind of go into a path, join a college, join a department, and unless you add a minor or a double major or something similar, you might not really veer too far off that track the whole time. And so I left those conversations really excited and passionate to learn more about my professors. And that's, you know, when Brent had reached out in the summer, that kind of clicked of, oh, I could take that passion that I felt. And I know he already touched on this, but I could take the passion that I felt and share it with a larger audience and allow them to learn from these people in the same way that I had. Yeah. And then that's where we just started taking off and we waited throughout the fall quarter, kind of backburnered the idea. And I think that was great because it built up a, a level of anxiety, a healthy one where if I don't act on this, if I continue to talk and only talk and not put it action into it, I would not be in a good place mentally. I, I think we both felt this way where we could easily talk about ideas all day long, but it scares me to not build something out of those ideas. That's one of my biggest fears is have all these plans, ideas can claim I'm going to do all this and to do none of it or a fraction of it. So that anticipation and a little bit of anxiety building up, I think kind of spilled over in the winter break and it was now or never. And we put our head down over winter break and started actually building it and really creating the vast majority of what we 
like really building our attack plan. And then on the drive back up to Davis, we, I was driving my truck and he was sitting passenger sending emails to 50 professors that we had no business talking to. And the same passion and warmth that Keller received that first meeting with his professor, we received basically instantly on that drive up emailing those professors. We had probably 15 responses within the drive alone and meeting with every single one afterwards. They were all super happy to meet, curious to what we're doing, wanting to help us. And I think we're so incredibly grateful to be at Davis because we think that's a very unique environment where that the professors are so receptive and open and willing to help. So we got back and then once winter quarter started, once winter quarter started, it's just pedal the metal, just emails, meetings, recordings, creating the art, just, oh, and then also classes. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a big part for better or for worse of this first chunk has been brute force and figuring it out on the fly. And hopefully as we keep going, well, hopefully it will get more systematic and it will get easier. Just failing forward. Um, yeah. But I mean, it was a huge push and I think it worked out well because like Brent was saying, it was kind of sink or swim. We had talked about it for a long time. And if I think we didn't do it now in terms of timing, like we wouldn't have the time to build it out in the way that we want to, because we do plan on doing this, whether anyone listens or not for the, until we graduate and being able to start now at the point where we've taken enough classes, we know the layout enough to be pretty comfortable. It, it set us up quite well, but we've already learned so much more about the infrastructure of the school and academia how as a whole. in academia as a whole that just kind of really opened our eyes to how much more there is to do and how much there is in terms of, I guess, storytelling to people in our position in terms of people that are in college or going to be going to college soon. There's so much that we're not taught about the way that the schools are set up that could be just really helpful to know because it's information that in an ideal world, the schools expect people to know in a way. Yeah. Um, but it just isn't easily accessible. Yeah, I think it's been right now where we're at with a lot of high schoolers, it's you're expected to go to college, you're expected to get good grades, show up, join a club or two, meet some people, do well in class, and maybe get an internship, get a job after. But 
that seems relatively cut and dry when it just really isn't. There is a plethora of other resources out there. And being able to explore that and share it and hopefully encourage people to start doing more. Because frankly, you can get a lot more done. And I think we are starting to see it now because we are like filling our plate to the max and overfilling it and spilling over and somehow getting it done. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to be a resource and show people the resources available and just create a community that's a little bit more curious, a little bit more open-minded and interdisciplinary because like ourselves, we are two distinct majors. I'm doing MPB neurobiology and then also managerial economics. Keller's doing international relations, ag tech, but just being more interdisciplinary, more curious will produce better results in whatever you do later in life. And that's not my perspective. That's perspective of all these professors, all these people in much more secure positions like in their career life than me. I'm just a 23 year old kid attempting something. So that's kind of what we're doing, where it came from. Yeah. And then I, two more kind of quick things before like going to where we're going, I guess is, and this is going to sound very corny, so I apologize. But one thing that I know that Brent and I kind of struggled with was we got to college and it seemed like people weren't talking about ideas in the way that we had expected. Because I had always been told that, um, you know, my, my family, my grandmother's side or my father's side, I guess, they are all people that came from academia. So they always told me all these stories about the way that their experience was. And they would call college like a monastery of learning. And, you know, I'm sure that's a, an exaggeration, but they said that you you spend your time talking with people about ideas and taking action on those ideas. And when I got to college, I didn't see that in the way that I had hoped. And it almost seemed rare to have people that were talking about ideas. And that's not to discount talking trash with your friends and having fun. You need that. If you were only talking about ideas, you're probably not a fun person to hang out with. But you also need people in your life that are sharing their passions and sharing those ideas and being vulnerable in an intellectual sense. And again, I apologize for the corniness. I know that sounds very weird. But that's something we'd like to foster through this podcast is a platform for people to feel inspired to talk about their ideas. Yeah, because your family talked about that's what college is. That's exactly what my prep school was, where my friend group at least would be up till 3 a.m. talking about politics, the economy, ideas, and Granted, we were 16 to 19 years old at that point. Like We didn't know anything, 
but it wasn't about what we knew. It was about the fact that we were trying and that same sentiment carries over here. It's not about what we know. It's about we're asking the questions and we're hopefully just acting as a middleman to ask questions that a lot of people are curious about. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here. And then where we're going this, we're going to stay at Davis for the spring quarter, continue talking to astronauts, professors getting insane grants that we can't even speak about yet. Top 10 female scientists in the world. I think she's number two, no. but don't quote me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. What we're, we got coming up just at Davis alone. And from there, I'm studying abroad at the London School of Economics directly after spring quarter ends, where we will hopefully be interviewing people all over the UK, not just at LSE, but Cambridge, Oxford, wherever else. Maybe we get time to go around Europe after my summer courses are over and we interview people there because Keller will be flying out and joining me. Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to be in Oregon working on a farm for the first part of summer, trying to get my money right. And then I'll be joining Brent in Europe because I was planning on going there anyways to see my family and that timing kind of worked out perfectly. So I'll be joining him on the back end and hopefully having about two weeks um, to get interviews done, largely in the UK, but hopefully also in a few other countries in the area as we make our way to Singapore, where we'll both be studying in the fall at the National University of Singapore. And there we hope to establish a base similar to what we've done at Davis, where we have a large amount of professors at that university that we connect with. And then on the back end of that, as we approach returning to Davis, we hope that in that winter break period, we can try to hit a couple other countries within Asia and get a few interviews done there as well, because we're probably not going to have the same access to those in-person conversations for a while after that chunk. And I think there's a lot of value for the connection end of these conversations to being in person. Um, so yeah, we're hopeful. Yeah. And just like we are trying to talk with people at Davis from every background, there's still a limit to the type of ideas and the true diversity of those ideas when they're all from one institution. So to truly be interdisciplinary and diverse, we're really hoping to take this podcast all around the world. And when we get back to Davis in 2024, we will continue talking to Davis professors, hopefully branching out to Stanford, Berkeley, UCSF, generally just other universities in the Bay area 
and just see where this takes us. I think an important end to to talk about with the international aspect is academia has tended to be something that allows people from different nationalities to connect regardless of the circumstance of the time you know even in warring periods you know countries that are in opposition will still share academic information and so i think it's really valuable in terms of you know the whole kind of like more meta aspect of connecting young people that have ideas is if we can approach an audience that's also in these other countries and get them involved that would really make a huge difference for us and that's something we're trying to figure out in terms of transcribing these audios into different languages and making it accessible to not only an american or english speaking population because if you look at the breakdown of academia broadly i don't believe that english speaking people take up that majority yeah and i think overall the world is very connected now but the topics that we're connected on are not always the best and we're hoping to create a more intellectual connection that people are using to share ideas in a fruitful manner that's almost the antithesis to what social media has become and if we can shift that conversation be a little bit more open-minded be a little bit more curious and be willing to put our ideas out there and share them and see what happens if we can do that i'm happy i'm happy too but that's a little bit about us where we came from where we're going now we want to pull in our artist tom neil he is the man behind all the art you are associating with discovering academia the logo the cover art all of that thank you for coming on yeah thanks for having me it'd be great if you could talk us through a little bit about the process behind making the art and kind of how you went from the initial conversation we had we threw all of our attempts at an artistic <laughs> idea at you um to all the iterations to great kind great of- artist here both the these hosts <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean you guys came to me you guys kind of already had like a somewhat of a rough idea of what you were trying to illustrate with this logo um and it was nice because i mean you guys you know me you know you've seen my art before so you were able to kind of pick parts of my art that you wanted to see in this logo which is something that's uh, i think unique in terms of like creating a logo because you guys already knew kind of what you were getting um so that was nice to be able to feel like i was putting my own art and kind of adapting it and kind of repurposing it to kind of illustrate a different set of ideas than it's normally used for um so yeah i mean you guys came to me with that idea a lot of back and forth especially in the beginning just kind of getting like the outlines of what we were trying to like develop and then from there it was just like i mean you look at my computer right now we have like hundreds of files of just like asset 59 and yeah you'll you'll never be able to tell the difference except for like a pixel there or whatever but yeah i mean it's been a really fun process 
um, it's been a really great experience just kind of learning how to do something like this because this was somewhat new for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been awesome. You said it differs. What we're illustrating with this logo differs from how the art is typically or what the art is typically illustrating. Like what's that difference in your mind? Yeah, so I mean, for this, it was taking like my art, which I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but it's something that can illustrate like feelings and emotion and kind of more broader, like artistic expression. And then kind of taking that and using the kind of, I mean, literally the face of that and using that to illustrate like a specific, super concrete idea and also someone else's idea, which is unique because it's normally something that I'm using to express my like personal feelings and personal emotions. So that was interesting to kind of have the roles reverse there and have it be demonstrating someone else's concrete like ideas. How, like, was that something you had ever done before in the regard of like, had you ever had to make a piece with consideration of someone else to that degree? Considering other, what do you mean by that? Like we tried to influence the direction it was going a lot. And typically you're saying your art is an expression of your own feelings. Is that something you've had to do before? Was that kind of new? Yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely it's pretty new. I mean, I've had kind of smaller but similar projects, whether it's like making shirts for a buddy of mine or, you know, doing a commission for a family friend or something. But it's kind of an interesting role as an artist to have to adapt to what people want from you, which I think is important, especially, you know, I'm I'm in college doing design and art. And for me, I see design more as taking my art and like adapting it for more useful ways and like, I guess more like the commercial side of it. What was the most annoying part of the process? <laughs> like, uh, was there ever a time that you were just like, I want to kill this kid? Probably more me than Keller on this, but. No, I mean, we, we, I mean, you know, there's moments where it was literally coming down to like the smallest little difference. If a color was like the tiniest shade darker than we wanted it to be, or if there was some line that was, you know, out of place or, I mean, there's a million different things. And I mean, open my computer, we'll see all the versions we had. Um, but no, really it, it was a great learning experience and just getting, experience with kind of, I mean, working for, I guess, quote unquote, like a customer. And in that term, that was really helpful for me and it was a great learning experience. So no, I mean, we had our, our back and forth, but it was all for good. Yeah. Does it make you want to like do it more or less? It's a great question. It's weird because it is something I'm going to do more because this is like the kind of career path that I feel like I'm putting myself on and I'm like, of course, happy to be here. Um, I guess at the same time though, it's realizing that you are have, like you do have to kind of get rid of some of that self-control over your art and allow it to be kind of adapted by someone else in terms of, I mean, graphic design and logos and stuff and having a kind of a third party there. Um, but yeah, I think it is kind of a good realization of what it is and like what my future kind of looks like and kind of the stuff that I'm looking to get into down the road.
How would you describe your art style? Or is that something you wouldn't <laughs> want to put into words? Because um, it's definitely unique and stands out, you know. I don't know. I don't know if I can describe my own art. You know, I think I kind of leave that up for other people to do. Um, and also, I like the idea of it changing a lot because I do feel like it changes constantly. And I feel like I constantly don't like it. So I'm constantly trying to improve and kind of take it somewhere else. And then I get somewhere else and I want to take it somewhere else. So I kind of feel like I can't necessarily do that. Yeah. Do you want to share more about your art, other things you're doing? What's the handle? You got to have the handle. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really only on uh, Instagram, but you can follow me at Tom underscore Neil underscore art. If you just want to kind of follow along and see what type of stuff I'm making. Yeah. Um, You're followed by the podcast too. Yeah. There's like eight people we're following. and <laughs> I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be helpful to kind of hear your guys' side of what it was like working with me and if like how you guys feel about where, like what we've reached as a, a quote unquote end. Um, but yeah, I mean, just hearing that could be cool. It doesn't have to necessarily go in, but yeah, that'd be nice to hear. Yeah, you can go. I'll go first because Brent obviously was more involved. So I'll probably have more to say. I think it was interesting because it was initially, I thought, I thought the thing that would be the hardest would be trying to find the balance of letting you do your own art while also getting to a point where we were happy in the sense that what we had in our heads was matching. And it seemed like that was for the first kind of chunk. It was actually the most difficult thing was trying to kind of find that commonplace and then towards the end it became more like we're talking about more minute right once um, we landed on a specific like design yeah but and i i i enjoyed the whole thing because i felt like we did reach that point and while it took a little bit like i i feel like we're both like you as the creator and obviously i'm putting words in your mouth but like, it seems like you're happy with how it's portraying your art and then yeah, totally, it's, totally. for us, we both feel like it's projecting the idea that we're trying to convey for a logo and for design. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. Cause I mean, I lived with you for those of you that don't know, I don't know if we're going to put this on or not, but I, know I lived with you last year and I saw you doing art all the time and I didn't really get to be involved in the process in any way. Yeah. Um, and, it, and furthermore, it's like, it's also nice to kind of mix it up and have some like other people in that process because it's not it's normally something that's just with myself so it was totally an interesting challenge to be like okay even if you like it or if you don't like it like you kind of got to think greater than that and you have to think about someone else's interest and like kind of changing that process was super super interesting yeah and it was fun working when we got to like the color stage too because i have like very limited artistic background but all i do have is not with color and so seeing how those slight alterations like very very tiny changes in shade had an impact on the art and then seeing how other people reacted to it when we got to that phase and seeing how you know we were in the weeds of it and we thought we were conveying something or we really liked one idea like we got to like the two-faced idea we we're all rocking with it and then we showed it to other people and they were like yeah like this just isn't it um so kind of getting a glimpse into that whole process was really fun. 
Yeah. No, I, I loved it. I have a pretty strong personality. And for me, I was I was really trying to walk that line of like, not be like, no, I don't like that like, at all. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, it's like, we came to you for your art and we wanted that like coming through, especially cause a huge part of this from, from like my perspective was two Davis students interviewing professors. You're a Davis student making the art. And then Dara, the last person involved made the intro music. It's four students completely launching this whole project through and through in house. (laughs) Yeah. And from my website to everything, it's us four, primarily like us three. And that to me was important. I don't know if it's a pride thing or just, I want to say that like I was student launched com- completely. But when it got into the like, art stages, I I think where we, where we ended up was pretty similar to like that first conversation at Guad's the local taco joint for those who don't know, but uh, you should know, but that initial one that you sent back was like, kind of like not where, what we talked about. And for me, I'm a pretty literal person. I was like, okay, where's this coming from? But I think we like definitely got new things from your input that Kelly and I weren't thinking of. Cause I'm pretty sure like, the two-toned face, the pink, the orange 100% was you, like the background, like those things. I I was just very happy to see that some of your additions made it to the end because I didn't want to be in that position be like, no, 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 to everything you added. It's like, why come to you at that point? So, um, yeah, if we could learn to export png files that'd be pretty nice that was our our (laughs) final battle yeah um but yeah having like i think us having a relationship prior to this made it just every the whole process goes so much more fluid and you know yeah you guys like respecting me as an artist and me having a ton of respect for what you guys are doing i think it was just like the perfect like combination and yeah it's been an awesome process completely agree Thank you very much. Appreciate your time as always. And uh, you mentioned quick, like briefly that hopefully we're at the end of the project, but hopefully this is the beginning and, you know, there's a lot more that happens in the future. Yeah, totally. I'm super happy you guys included me in this. It's been sweet. Yeah, definitely worth it. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to episode zero where you just got to hear a little bit more behind the scenes and while we're doing what we're doing with Discovering Academia. Thank you.